increase your greatness and comfort you on every side and we are free and because we are free and we have access to the power of God then you and I are free joy has come at last victory is here at last your change has come chapter 1 and I'm reading from verse 5 and Paul was writing to Timothy when he said when I call to remembrance the unfeigned faith that is in thee which dwelt first in thy grandmother Lois and thy mother Eunice and I'm persuaded that in thee also by the grace of God this morning, the title of the message is a puzzling title. But by the time I explain, you will understand the meaning. The title of the message this morning is, Are You Mad? That is the title. Are You Mad? Are you mad? <laughs> I'm not talking about mental breakdown, but I'm using the word MAD as an acronym for something I want to explain. I'm not talking about mental breakdown, but I'm using the word MAD, mad, as an acronym for something that I want to explain to us this morning. Are you mad? Let's pray. Father, Thank you for gathering us into your presence even on this last Sunday of the year 2008. We are grateful and we thank you for what you've done for us throughout the year. We thank you because we are celebrating a better ending than the good beginning that we had. The year started well and we thank you because this day which marks the last Sunday is ending on a good note. We ask oh God that you who have been our help in ages past and is our hope for years to come. We help us in every and all things that we need to do that our life may be better and that your name may be glorified. Thank you, Father. We exalt and extol you. We give you the praise and we give you the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Are you mad? One pertinent question which I believe every one of us here this morning should ask ourselves and answer very sincerely is this. Am I making any impact? Am I just making a life? Or am I just making a living without making a life? Am I making any impact? What impact am I making? Am I making any impact? Every time I have the opportunity to appraise my life, the main question I've often asked myself is, which impact am I really making? Which impact am I really making? It is one thing to be in this world and not make any impact. But one thing I want to remind every child of God who is listening to me this morning about is that at the back of our mind, please know that the major expectation of God from every one of us is that he wants and delights in you and I making an impact. He delights and enjoys that you and I will make an impact. Am I just full of activity with little accomplishment? 
Am I on the same spot? Am I stagnant? Am I making any impact? What value am I adding? What difference am I making? Am I making any impact? Every time when I travel, I finish preaching and teaching in a place, I go back to the hotel or the house where I'm staying, the question I always ask myself is this. Have I really made an impact? Or have I just troubled myself? Have I just exerted myself? Have I just gone up there in a ritualistic, religious way to do things? Or have I made impact? The word impact, what does it mean? It means to have an effect. Am I really having an effect? Am I really having an effect? What changes am I bringing to people's lives? What transformation am I helping to further? What value am I adding to the things I have met on ground? Am I making any impact? The word impact also means to have an influence, not just to have an effect. What influence am I having? What influence am I having? The word impact also means to exert an impression. What impression am I having? What impression am I having? Am I just a loud noise with little or no impression? What impression am I having? What effect am I producing? What influence am I having? The word impact also means contributions. What contribution am I making to somebody's life? What contribution am I making to our church? What contribution am I making to a department? What difference am I making? Am I mad? Are you mad? The word impact also means to affect somebody or something. What am I affecting? Am I affecting things? The word impact means to cause a stir. S-T-I-R. Am I causing a stir? Whether you know it or not, your life will not be measured by the number of years you lived, but by the impacts you make. Your, the quality of a man's life is not in the fact that he lived for long. It's not in the fact that he had money and made money. It will be measured in terms of the impact that they made. In the scripture we read here, you will see a woman by the name of Lois who impacted her daughter Eunice. And her daughter Eunice in turn impacted Timothy who eventually became the bishop of the church of Ephesus. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know whether it bothers you but it bothers me. Am I making any impact? Am I just passing through? Am I just walking through? What am I leaving as a legacy? What what marks am I living? What enduring testimony of my time am I living in the places where I have been? Am I making any impact? I remember some years ago when I still go to banks in this town. I went into one bank and after I left the bank, suddenly one man asked another person. He said, who just came into this bank? Because they smelled the power of my perfume. That is a little impact. I mean, let me give you another testimony here. When I got the job in Kwara Polytechnic in July 1980, I made up my mind as I was getting that job that I was going to make impact in Kwara Poly. That eventually by the time I leave, by the time I retire or resign, I, there will be an outstanding testimony about when I was there that many students will get to know about and hear about. And you see, that was what guided my action. That was what guided my conduct. That was what guided the things I did and how I did them and when I did them. Because I was out to make an impact. When I meet a person, I am out to make an impact. When I get into a place, I'm out to make an impact. When I go to a place for program, I'm out to make an impact. I want people to forever remember their encounter with me. The question I'm asking you is this. 
Are you making an impact? Are you making an impact? Another word for the word impact is the word to move feelings. To move feelings. Are you moving feelings for God? When people see you, are, you, are they provoked? Are they challenged? Are they inspired? Are they motivated? When they come across you and your paths cross, do they wish again one day that they will meet you again because you moved something in them? Something moved in them. I remember the first time I met a man in Chicago. He was broke and poor. He was a member of a particular church. And that day I preached the word. And the man came to me and said, you have inspired me to begin to live again. You have provoked me to begin to make the kind of commitment and consecration that will bring the glory of God down on my family. He said, before now, my Christian life has come to a point where things are not happening, where progress is not being made, where I'm stagnant, where I'm not seeing better days and I'm not expecting better things to come. He said, but the three days you have spent here have so much inspired me and provoked me and challenged me and let me see myself the way God sees me to a point that I'm ready to rise and allow the giant in me to be awoken so that I can do exploits for God. Five years later when I met him and he was telling me his testimony, I knew that all of that could be traced back to that encounter. Am I making an impact? I asked the question that the, the title of the message is are you mad? M-A-D. What that simply means is, are you making a difference? M making A-A-D difference. We need more mad people. People who will be committed, not just to be alive, but to make a difference. People who will have an appetite to make a difference. People who want to leave people better than when they met them. People who want to inspire to provoke, to motivate others. People who want to add value to other people's lives. Most people are just waiting to get things from God. They are not bothered about impact making. They are not bothered about impact making. And that is what I want to challenge you about. 2008 has come and it's almost ending. And the big question is this. This year, did you make any difference to somebody's life? Did you make a difference to the church? Did you make a difference to people around and about you? What difference did you make? Whose life has been bettered because of you? Whose family has been bettered because of you? Am I making an impact? Am I making a difference? I always want to make a difference. No matter how little, I want to make a positive difference. No matter how little, I want to make an increasing difference. No matter how little, I want to make a constant difference. I want people who meet me never to remain the same. I want people who meet me to want to meet me again. I want people who encounter me to want to encounter me again. That is why I prepare when I'm going to preach. That is where I prepare when I'm going to counsel people. That is where I pray fervently when I'm going to do anything because I am desirous not just to do things but to leave an impression, to affect, to effect, to, 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 to make a difference in people's lives. God has equipped you with what you need to make difference and you can make a difference if you work with God in working with people. You can make a difference. God expects us to make a difference. Isaiah 43, 21. He said, these people have I formed for myself. They will show forth my praise. I formed them for myself. They will show forth my praise. They will make a difference. They will make an impact. They will provoke. They will challenge. They will inspire. They will help in transforming people. Give your life a lift. Give your life a better meaning. Give your life a change. Make up your mind. I'm not just going to be blessed. I'm going to be a blessing. I'm going to make a difference. 
Somebody's life will be better because they met me. Somebody's spiritual life will be will be fired up because they got to know me. Somebody's countenance will have a smile instead of a instead of a growl because they met me. I will beautify people's countenances by my gifts and my graces, by presence and everything God has given me. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to make a difference. You need to be mad. I'm saying mad, crazy for Jesus. You need to make a difference. People should never remain the same again once they have met you. Once they have met you, they should have an idea of God's expectation of them. Once they meet you, they should have an idea of the kind of life God wants them to live that will bring contentment and joy and satisfaction. Are you making a difference? Quickly, for some few minutes, I want to give you seven reasons why you should make a difference. Seven reasons why you should make impact. It's important for you to know why you should do it because human beings are rational beings. And as rational beings, people will never see the need to do anything if they do not know the reason for which they should do it. Why should I make an impact? Why I should make an impact? Why should I? Quickly because of time. Number one, you need to make impact because that is the main reason for which you have been and you have been impacted. It is the main reason for which you have been impacted and you are being impacted. What God is exposing you to, the teaching, the laying on of hands, the blessing, is to equip you so that you can in turn make an impact with what you have received. God said it to me in a way that I like. He said the impact made on us is to equip us to make the impact expected of us. The impact made on us is to equip us to make the impact expected of us. God is impacting us because of the impact he wants us to make. So you need to make an impact because that is the reason for which you have been impacted. That is the reason for the revelation that comes to you through the word. That is the reason for the spiritual exercises. That is the reason for the teaching. That is the reason for the ministries that you are receiving. So that you can, in turn, make an impact. Paul says it in a way that I like. 1 Corinthians 11.23 Is that I received of the Lord that which I also delivered unto you. 1 Corinthians 15.3 Is that I delivered unto you that which I received of the Lord. What means what I am receiving of the Lord is given to me by God with the intention that I may in turn use it to impact people. You have received so many things from God. They are not just for your consumption. The Bible says in James 4 2, it says, You have not because you ask not. Then James 4 3, it says, You ask and receive not because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your lust. God is impacting you and is blessing you with the intention that what He gives you by blessing you is to be used in impacting other people. That is why you should make an impact. What God is blessing you with is intended that you use it to bless others. The best use into which you can put what God is impacting you with is to use it in impacting other people. Secondly, why should I make impact? You should make impact as a follower of the example of Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ came into this world to make impact. 1 John 3, 8, for this cause, the Son of God was manifested that he may destroy the works of the devil. Jesus was always interested in impact making. He was not trying to make himself popular. He impacted the young. He impacted the old. In John 7, 46, somebody had him and said, never a man spoke like this before. In Mark 1, 45, we are told that they came unto him from every quarter. He was always interested in impacting people. 
in John 4, he impacted a harlot woman. He impacted Joseph of Arimathea. He impacted. Jesus was here to make impact. At 10, 38, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, who went about doing good, impacting, healing all that were oppressed of the devil. And he said in John 14, 12, the work that I do, shall you do also. His own work was a work of impact. And you and I as a follower of him, we should also impact. Romans chapter 8, verse 9, whosoever does not have the spirit of Christ is none of his. Philippians 2, 5, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus. 1 Corinthians 2, 16, he said, who has seen the mind of God to be his counselor? He said, we have the mind of Christ. John 13, verse 15, he said, I have given you an example. As I have done, even so do ye. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 21, Christ has left for us an example that we should walk in his step. Jesus impacted and you and I as his followers, we should impact in the same way. Luke chapter 6 verse 40, a disciple cannot be greater than his master. He that shall be perfect shall be like his master. Matthew eleven twenty-eight nine. 28, 9. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am big and lowly in heart, and you will find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy, my burden is light. When Jesus Christ was living, he came as a seed, he left at least 12 people that were exactly like him. In Acts 4, verse 13, the Bible said when the Sanhedrin looked at Peter and John and saw their boldness, they said they knew that they were ignorant and unlearned men. He said, but they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. I like it. But they took knowledge that they had been with Jesus. One translation says, the fascination of the Sahendrin deepened when they realized that these two men were laymen with no training in scriptures or formal education. It's about they recognize them as companions of Jesus. Jesus impacted those people so strongly, so greatly, that they went about like little Jesuses to the point that in Acts 11:26, when the unbelievers saw the early Christians. They call them, the early believers, they call them Christians, which means little Christ. They were so impacted by Jesus that wherever they were, the people that saw them had no problem with knowing who they were. They were little Jesuses. They called them Christians. It was the unbelievers that gave the believers the name Christians. They were impacted. You see, let me say this to you. One of the things I look out for is what impact am I making? Not just to do things, not just to go through motions, but to see that there is a change, there is a transformation, there is an indelible print, an influence, a permanent register and record that someone is being changed for the better. Are you mad? Are you making a difference? If you are not there, will they miss you? If they had not met you, would their life have been that way? I love it when someone said to me, I thank God for the day our lives crossed. I love it. Another one says, I thank God for putting you in my life. You see, when I hear such things, it's more to me than silver or gold. It's more to me than clothes or riches. It's the fact that I have made impact. Somebody's better. Somebody's stronger. Somebody's moving towards destiny. Somebody's life has never remained the same again because of me. We need to make impact because in making impact we'll be following the examples of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 4 verse 13 said they took knowledge that they were ignorant and unlearned men. One translation says, he said but they saw what being with Jesus had done to them. What being with Jesus had done to them. What being with Jesus had done to them. Ladies and gentlemen, we need to make impact as followers of Jesus. His entire ministry was devoted to making impact. Even as he is done, so we should do on earth. That will be done in, on earth as it is done in heaven. The will of God, the expectation of God is that you and I make impact. Number three reason 
Why we need to make impact? Is that we need to make impact because it is those who make impact who are remembered. Who are remembered. Those who make impact. Those who presence blaze a trail. Those whose presence cross a line. Those whose presence exceed a limit. In the entire history of the United States of America, Barack Obama has made an impact that for ages to come, if the lottery is coming, it cannot be overlooked. It cannot be wished away. Impact making is one way to be remembered. You will all remember the person who has made an impact on you by giving you money, by accommodating you, by leading you to Christ, by ministering to you the view of the Holy Spirit. Nobody who makes impact is easily and quickly forgotten by the people that they have impacted. If you want someone to remember you, it is the impact you make on them. Today, I travel all over the world, but I can never forget the person that God used to open to me the ministry to the world. The person that God used to connect me to the United Kingdom. The person that God used to pay for my ticket, my first ticket to travel overseas. That person is not as rich as they used to be, but I can never forget that person. If you want to be remembered, impact making. That is why you need to make impact. Let me give you some black men who have made impact in their lives. We talk about Barack Obama. Yes, I agree. But there are other black men who have made impact in this world and which I want to remind you of. There is a man known as Alexander Mills. M-I-L-S. He was a black man. He invented the elevator. There was a man known as Richard Spikes, a black man. He invented the automatic gear shift. You know, there are two kinds of gear system. There is a stick where you take it to one, you bring it to two, you take it to three, you take it to four. But there was this black man who was the one who invented the automatic gear shift. Once you put it in drive, that's all. It changes from one to two, two to three, three to four, four to two, four to one, if need be, according to the slope of the way. There was a man known as Garrett Morgan, a black man. He invented the traffic signals making a difference. The world is a better place because of these people. Gareth Morgan, a black man, invented the traffic signal. Charles Brooks, a black man, he invented the street sweepers. You know, in Africa, in Nigeria, it is human beings who use broom to sweep the streets. But in advanced countries, they have street sweepers. A man will just sit on the machine and the machine will be sweeping it was a black man who invented it. William Povey, P-U-R-V-E-Y, he invented the fountain pen. He was the one who invented the fountain pen. So imagine we are the one who have been without writing. It was a black man who made a difference. He was mad. Graham Bell, who invented the telephone. When he wanted somebody to give him money to be able to run the telephone forward, the person said, get out of my office. Take your toy with you. But Graham Bell has made a difference. You and I can talk to each other now. We can talk to people in distant lands because we have access to telephone. Are you mad? I want you to fashion your life with a desire that you are going to leave the place a better place than when you met it. You are going to help people. You are going to transform things. You are going to motivate people you are going to challenge them you're going to inspire them by your lifestyle another black man by the name of john lowey he invented the pencil sharpener you see some of these things may not mean much anymore now but in the day when they invented these things they made a lot of difference the pencil sharpener you remember when we were growing up in school i mean at times we use our mouth to break the pen the paper the, 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 the stick part of the pencil so that we can bring out the lead. But this man, John Law, Lowey, invented the pencil sharpener. Another man known as Lee Barrage, B-A-R-R-A-G, a black man, 
invented the typewriting machine. Today we have computers, yes. But a black man was the one who started everybody on the way to it by the name of Lee Barrage. Now, a black man, another black man known as Joseph Smith was the one who invented the lawn sprinkler. The lawn sprinkler. When you go to places where there are grass lawns, there's always a sprinkler that they connect to the water tap that sprinkles water. It was invented by a black man. Another black man, John Burr, B-U-R-R, he invented the lawnmower. The lawnmower. Instead of using your cutlass or your jaguar to cut the grass, the lawnmower, it was invented by a black man. Frederick Jones, wow, Frederick Jones, he was the one who invented the air conditioner. That is why black people love AC a lot. I mean, the color of our skin is black. And we, 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 we need something to cool us down. Frederick Jones, a black man. These are people who are mad. They made a difference. They never accepted things because everybody accepted it. They never accepted things the way they were. They made a difference. They invented new, better ways of doing good old things. A woman by the name of Alice Parker invented the heating furnace. That's a black woman. Another man, Louis Latima, L-A-T-T-I-M-E-R, invented the electric lamp. Another black man, Michael Harvey, H-A-R-V-E-Y, invented the lantern. Thomas Stewart invented the mop. What you use in mopping the floor? He was one who invented it. Lloyd's P. Ray, R-A-Y, invented the dust pan. These are all black people. Walter Simmons invented the comb. The comb. But you look at it and you never really look at it to be something. But look at people who don't comb their hair. Look at how their hair looks. But the comb was invented by a black man. Are you making a difference? Are you mad? That is it. The challenge is to make a difference. Do not just pass through this life. Make a difference. Another, another person, Sarah Bone. Sarah, a woman, a black woman, B-O-O-N-E, invented the ironing board. Invented the ironing board. Then let me give you one more. A man known as John Standard, a black man, invented the refrigerator. Now, all of these are black people. So, ladies and gentlemen, why should I make a difference? You should make a difference because people who make difference will always be remembered. They are not quickly and easily forgotten. Whether in our lives or in the life of the history of the world. Number four. Why do I need to make a difference? Ladies and gentlemen, you need to make a difference. You need to make an impact now. Because it is time to do so. It is time to do so. Today is the day of the wise man. Tomorrow is the day of the fool. The wise man sees what needs to be done today and does it. And receives the kind of result that can be received. But the foolish man keeps postponing it. Keep postponing it tomorrow. Tomorrow, tomorrow. Until he can no longer do it. Let me say this to you. It's time to make a difference. You have to begin now. You cannot say because you cannot do much, you will do nothing. Start with the little you have. Make a difference to one person. If you cannot change a family, change one person. If you cannot change a country, change ten people. Only God knows how far the little difference you are making today will go tomorrow. When these black people I told you about were making differences, they were doing something, they were trying to improve the condition of the times they lived in, they never knew that what they were inventing would be of such universal use. But they just made up their mind to make a difference. And that is what you should also do. Make up your mind to make a difference. Don't just stand. Don't just look. Don't just pass through. Don't just observe. Don't just look on. Don't just be there. Make a difference. Make up your mind. I will do something. I will leave an impression. I will leave a taste. I will leave a smell. Let me tell you something. 
I told you that when I was going to Poli, when I got to Poli, July 1980, I was not a Christian then, but I was just making up my mind that look, 15, 20 years after I've left this school, I want to be remembered. I want those people who come here to remember the story of once a lecturer who passed through this place. That affected the way I prepared for my lectures. It affected the way I taught my student. It affected the way I related to my student. I was interested in having a legacy. I was interested in living an indelible print. But there was one area where I wanted to make a difference. Where I wanted to impact. I was given an office. A chair and a table. And without anybody telling me, I just made up my mind that I was going to pray a lot in that office. I will pace up and down the floor of that office. I will sit on my table. I will pray on the ceiling. I will put my hands on the wall. And I said again and again, anybody who is ever posted to this office as a lecturer, whether this office remain under social work administration or another department inherit this office, that person will be born again, whether they desire to born again or not. In addition to it, that person will work for God. I just made up my mind because I had this impact making at the back of my mind. It's time. Do not leave it to when you have everything in place. Begin it in the most rudimentary way. Make a difference with your little lunch. A little boy in the Bible made his lunch available. His lunch made a difference. Make a difference with your little boat. That little boat that Jesus was given by Peter made a difference. Made a little difference with the little donkey you have. That your car that is not serviceable. That your car that is not useful. Put it down to make a difference in visitation. In the baptismal exercises. Make a difference with the little you have. If not you, who will make a difference? If not now, when? If not where you are, where will you start? It's time. And that is why you should make a difference. It's time to begin to make a difference. It's time to begin to consider that you need to leave something on the sands of your own time. It's time to begin to take seriously the issues of living an impression. This year is come, is almost gone. But will next year go the same way like this year? Is there someone today who is in the kingdom of God because of you? Is there someone who has registered in school because of you? Is there someone whose marriage has been salvaged because of you? Is there somebody whose job has been salvaged because of you? At times people take those who make difference for granted. Not knowing that those are the vice regents with God. Those are the people that God appreciates and loves. Are you mad? Are you thoroughly mad? We need more mad people. People are following the status quo. Not everybody wants to make a difference. Not everybody wants to stand out. But make up your mind. I will stand out. I will do something that nobody has done. I will better the lot of those around me. I will inspire the downtrodden. I will provoke those who are losing courage. I will encourage those who have given up on themselves. You need to make a difference. You need to be mad. Years ago, I made up my mind. My ministry is not devoted to making money or becoming rich or becoming popular, but making impact. Making impact. That is the entire word of my ministry. I am happy if a boy of 12 answers the altar call. I'm happy if a family says, when you spoke to us, we wanted to break up, but we have decided to continue. I met a family, June, July this year. Their marriage had become intractable. They had decided to divorce. The man said, I don't need the woman anymore. The woman said, I don't need the man anymore. Now listen to me, ladies and gentlemen. It was none of my business. I didn't marry them for each other. I never knew when they came together to get married. But I want to make a difference. So I sat them down. At personal cost, I talked to them. Night, day, morning, all of that. I'm so glad to tell you that yesterday, the husband called me and said, my wife is joining me by Tuesday. Wow, I was so happy. It was like 
it was happening to me. But it is also happening to me physically. But I know I have made a difference. The man said to me, I don't know where I will have been if not for what you did. The woman called me and said, I don't know because I had given up. All hope of restoring the marriage was gone. He said, but you stepped in. You talked. He said, all the people have been talking before. I mean, they were just saying things that suit them. He said, but you are not afraid. You are not afraid to become my enemy by telling me the truth. You are not afraid to become my husband's enemy by telling my husband the truth. Because I want to make a difference. I want somebody's life to be fired up because of me. I want somebody's destiny to change because of me. I want to put an indelible mark that cannot be wished away on the sands of time. Ladies and gentlemen, you need to make a difference. You need to make a difference because it is time to make a difference. It's time. If not you, who? If not now, when? Romans 13 verse 12 says, For now is high time. For now is our salvation nearer than when we believed. Today is the day. Tomorrow may be late. Tomorrow you may not be around to make the difference. Let me say something now. The difference you can make today may not be easily made tomorrow with the same effect. The difference you can make now may not be easily made next year with the same effect. So while it is called today, make a difference. While it is called today, make an impact. Number five reason. I, I told you about Kwarapoli. Let me tell let me finish that story before I go to number five. So I did that while I was in Kwarapoli. I said to myself, the students that meet me will never forget me. Wherever they are in life, the message I preach to them today, they may not be born again, but a day will come when they will remember what I'm saying to them. And without anybody being present, they will give their life to Christ. Today I'm so happy when I go everywhere in the world, I see so many of them. If I met one, she was so wayward, she was so useless, she was so bad. As I was coming out of a store in UK known as Primark, she just ran and grabbed me and everybody was shouting. Everybody was looking at her. What's wrong with her? And she was shouting, I can't forget you, sir. I can't forget you. She was not even a Christian when I preached to her. She never made a decision, but I sowed that seed. And I told her, I said, look at my face. You'll never forget this face. I said, hear my words. They will ring forever in your soul. You will know you met someone you can never forget. I didn't lead her to Christ. I had nothing to gain by talking to her, but I made a difference. She said, there was a time in her life things were bad. The husband had left her. Her son had died. She had lost her job. Everything was gone. He said, in that desperate hour, she thought about suicide. But she remembered what I said. That there is always a way of escape through whatever you are going through. And that Jesus is waiting for her whenever she's ready. She said without anybody telling her anything, she just knelt down and said, God, that Jesus, that Reverend Adeboye spoke to me about, come and save me. Come and help me. In that room where she was, she got saved. Her husband that left came back. She had a son and a daughter thereafter. Her business was booming. She was traveling to Dubai. She came to the UK to buy goods. She said, I've been looking. I have sought. He said, on the internet, I tried to look for your telephone number. He said, I just wanted to say, thank you. Now, that is what excites me. Making an impact. In Guadalupe, the office that I stayed in, and you can check this out, People have told me this. He said, the office you stayed in, they said, we are saying this, and that's what happened. They said, everybody who had ever occupied that office, everybody who had ever occupied, he said, some of them came in as drunkards, they got saved. Some of them came in chasing all the girls, they got saved. Some of them came in very wayward, very impossible, he said, they got saved. They said, everybody without exception that sat in that office, I don't know, was a lecturer in that office. He said there was a time two of them were in that office. And the two of them were so terrible and so bad. They said within two years that they came and were in that office, they gave their life to Christ. They said not only that, sir, most of them are now ministers of the gospel. There are two of them who are pastoring in this town as I'm speaking now. They have come here before to tell me 
that when they got there, they never knew Christ, they never knew about the call of God, but sitting in that office, now that is what my heart desires. That is my goal. That is my desire. That is my longing. Anybody I associate with will never forget. Any place I go, there will be indelible footprints in the sand of that place. Ladies and gentlemen, are you mad? I want to be mad and be more mad. Not mental illness, not mental breakdown, but I want to make a difference. That is why I do what I do. That's why I greet people. That's why I encourage them. That is why I support them. That's why I speak to people. Because I know people's life will remain ordinary until they meet someone who has made up his mind to sow into their life recklessly. To sow into their future recklessly. To sow into their destiny. I have lifted people from the dust, from the dunghill, who had no potential and had no place they are going. I went to Kaba years ago. I was there on the crusade. When I got there, I was preaching. A woman walked up to me and said, Sir, he said, I don't know what you plan to do. He said, But I have a daughter. He said, She's so dull. She's so foolish. She knows nothing. She's so idiotic. She's a terrible case. I said, Where is the woman? Where is your girl? Brought the girl to me. I told the woman, I said, I told the girl, Come with me to Ilori. So she came with me to Ilori from Kaba. I went there for an AFCS. What I'm saying is something that can be confirmed by a pastor, Abogoni, in Winners Chapel. What I'm saying can be confirmed. I brought the girl to town, looked for a family that she could stay with because I was a bachelor. She could not stay with me because I was a bachelor. People would misunderstand me and misread me. So she stayed there for one year to start with and minister to her every other day. I spoke to her, I took her through the scriptures. I ministered deliverance, ministered encouragement, did all what I could do because I wanted to make a difference. Eventually, after one year of ministering to her spiritually, I now enrolled her for GC. She did GC the first time, she made two P's, and the remaining were F9s. At least to have made two P's was a change. I was encouraged. I told her, I said, you will make it. You will eventually be a success in life. You will get to where you are going. She looked at me and said, it seems you are the only one who believes this. I said, you believe it, son. When you want to make an impact, one of the ways of making impact is through talking. Through talking. Eventually, she did it. She made four credits at the city. Ooh, that day, I took her out, bought her clothes, bought her food, gave her money, and went to Kuala to seek admission for her. Got her into Kuala Started paying school fees and giving her a monthly allowance from the little that I had. Eventually, she finished from Kuala She got married to one of our ministers. And today they are together having children. And today they are together in the ministry doing the work of God. What made me go the extra mile? Make a difference. God always picks people up that are impossible and makes a difference. Where you are today, you know you will not have been there except for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, we need more mad people who are going to make a difference. In this church, we need more mad people in this generation who make up their mind that things are not going to remain the way they are. Let this message be the icing on the cake for this year. Do not let next year be a time and a season when you live your life without making a difference. The future is rosy for someone. Be part of someone's story. Be part of someone's future. Be part of someone's destiny. I'm not afraid to sow seeds into lives. Not every seed sown will germinate, but I know some will. Not everybody you make an impact with will be grateful, but do what God wants you to do. There is a reward for making an impact. There is a reward for encouraging and transforming and assisting somebody. The legacy is there not just on earth, but also in heaven. And whatever is recorded in heaven, 
goes into your account. Let us make a difference. Let us change the way things are. And I know things will be better for you. Even as you make a difference. As you make a difference for someone else, God will send people into your life that will also make a difference. The Lord bless you. Stand on your feet. Let's praise God. Thank you, Father. We glorify, magnify, and exalt you. Pray to God to help you, to anoint you, to strengthen you so that you can make the difference God wants you to make. I want to make a difference in my life. I want to make a difference. That's what I want to do. I want to make a difference. I want to make a difference. Bow your heads and close your eyes one minute.